0: hello hello welcome back my friend how are you doing welcome back to leading woman in tech you my leading woman in tech you are extraordinary i hope you know that um whatever has brought you here today i am damn excited to tell you in case you didn't already know this by looking at the title this is episode 50 (laughs) when i started the podcast don't get me wrong I, I want this to be something, I've always wanted it to be something that was going to be big and be really impactful and therefore continue, right? But when you start out, you sort of think to yourself, well, I will just do a few episodes and see how it goes. <laughs> and so I can't believe we're at episode 50 already. I have had a blast doing these, um, especially now I'm doing interview episodes. Oh, so much fun. I hope you are enjoying this as much as I am. I guess you are if you're still listening to this, you've been listening for a while. <laughs> I cannot wait to get to 100. I simply cannot. I I was looking through the episode catalog and just, you know, what we've covered so far. I have a lot that I want to cover and I get requests for content regularly. So, hey, if you want a particular topic covered, drop me an email, support at tonycollis.com. I still read every email. I don't know how long that will continue, but I still do. And yeah, if you have a topic, I would be delighted to try and build it in to what we've got coming up in the show. So, But yeah, I was looking through the topics. We've covered everything from personality types. As you kind of know, I have a bit of a thing about personality indicators and how useful they are and how dangerous they are as well. Negotiation is a favorite topic of mine. (laughs) Networking, another favorite topic of mine, because I think it's one of those things that we find very uncomfortable. I still do, except when I don't realize I'm a networkinger. So I've done a lot about networking over the last year. Not quite a year. We're not quite a year in yet. (laughs) How to get noticed more so that you find it easier to get traction at work. What it means to work in a male-dominated environment. That was one of my favorite guest episodes with the amazing Terry McDougall. Um, Not that I have favorites. Actually, all of the guests have been amazing. Yeah, but I kind of like the the emphasis on the male-dominated because that's something I struggled with for the longest time. So (laughs) kind of nice to meet a like-minded woman on that. And actually, it's one of the topics I keep getting asked about. When I go on other people's podcasts, I regularly am a guest on other people's podcasts and it seems to spend a lot more time talking about that being the only woman in the room than I do on this podcast. So <laughs> if you would like me to talk more about that, I will do so. Drop me an email, support at tonycollis.com. And of course, mindset of stepping into the executive team. That was with one of my clients, Josie. Oh, such a good episode. And another of my favorites was informational interviews and how to use those to really up level your executive search like how to get the job quicker by having informational interviews of course so much more 50 episodes in we've covered a lot (laughs) and there's been a truckload of mindset built into each and every episode something I am very proud of because I know that that is the thing mindset is the thing that from both my personal experience as somebody who got to the C-suite and also my clients now, I've seen it over and over again. Initially, I thought it was just me, but no. (laughs) Every single one of my clients, mindset is genuinely the number one thing between you and your dreams. Not your technical prowess, not your badass engineering or programming abilities, whatever it is you do, not how good you are at strategy even, even though I love strategy, and definitely not how clever you are. Because I know a lot of us think, oh, I've got cleverer people on my team, they'll get there faster. No, being clever doesn't get you to the executive team, believe me. Instead, that number one thing between you and your dreams is your mindset, my love. I also love how I've managed to get every single one of my guests to give you amazing actual mindset tips every episode. I love that I do that because it is those small baby actions that make all the difference in how you show up. And therefore, ultimately, the difference in your success on your road towards that dream job because it isn't actually about that dream job it's about the journey getting there right I want you to enjoy every single day if you don't enjoy what you're doing why are you doing it why <laughs> anyway I could go down a rabbit hole on that one but today for the fifth year's episode I want to 100% focus on the mindset of the leader More specifically, I'm going to share with you 10 simple shifts you can make in how you think as an employee to step up more dramatically. I have to say that these are also 10 mindset shifts that I'm working on as a business owner. So if you're the CEO, these apply to you too. They just, they come out a little bit differently, but these are the mindset shifts that you need to really think as an executive. You ready? (laughs) Let's dive in. You're listening to the Leading Woman in Tech podcast where we talk about real leadership and what this means for the world of tech, the techniques, tips, and strategies you can use to become a standout leader. To consciously choose how you show up every single day, right? Because how you show up is how you're going to show up for your current work, how you're going to show up for any job interview, how you show up in your networking, even how you write your copy on LinkedIn, and definitely how you show up for any internal promotions. And I want you to start doing this right now. Maybe this is actually the first mindset shift. It's not the number one of 10, (laughs) but I want you to consciously think about what you're doing each and every day and your mindset around what you do each and every day. Every morning, I write down my intention for the day, single sentence. I decide how I'm going to behave that day based on choosing what I think. But choosing how you think every single day is the road to success. I promise you, you'll get taken more seriously. You'll get further ahead simply by thinking about what you do deliberately. And what I'm hoping to tell you today is thinking about what you do differently, unless you're already thinking the way I'm going to tell you to think today. If that all sounds too good to be true, stick with me, stick out the entire episode, because believe me, this one is a good one. And while you're at it, I want you to get a pen and paper or your favorite electronic tablet. You need to be taking notes on this episode because I'm going to give you 10 things that you need to be telling yourself every single day so you can set that good intention. Okay? (laughs) Okay. So let's start out with the thoughts you need to be instilling, nurturing, and reminding yourself of every day that mean you do get taken seriously, that you do get a seat at the table, that you do get heard, that you do get that promotion. Because in case you haven't quite understood what I'm getting at, a lot of the time our thoughts cause our actions. In fact, one would argue that all our actions are caused by thoughts, but I actually teach this with my clients. Thoughts create feelings which dictate action and you can like interrupt that cycle, right? Your thoughts are the one thing you have complete control over, even though sometimes you think you don't, especially if you're like a warrior. I'm a recovering warrior, get that one. (laughs) You can choose how you think. Let me explain a little bit of how powerful these thoughts are. For example, many of us have either previously thought or currently think that if we just work harder, we'll get rewarded. So the thought is, If I work harder, I'll get rewarded. The action is work harder, right? (laughs) Or the action is I don't care because I can't work any harder. So I'm just going to give up on my dream, right? Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you should know that working harder is not the recipe for success that many think it is. It may well have got you to where you are, but there comes a point where it's actually the recipe for staying stuck, stagnant, and ultimately burning out. There is a reason that highly successful people have good quality family time and take their vacations. They have realized that being busy and consequently not having time with family is not what gets you ahead. And actually, a side note, it limits your ability to solve problems and innovate and all that. Like, I could spend a whole episode on the benefits of time off and time out in terms of like being an innovator and actually having big impact and why we should not be working crazy hours, and we should absolutely be taking our vacations, but that's not the point of today. <laughs> I hope that shows you the power of the thought though, right? If you're in the mindset of working harder will get me rewarded, you will work harder or you will stop and just give up on your dreams. That is the power of the thought, right? Even if you're not currently there, you've probably been there at some point, so you can see how that happens. So all we're doing today is instilling a nurturing rewarding sensible thoughts <laughs> into your everyday that's all I do with writing my intention every morning that's it I want to share with you the thoughts that get you a seat at the table they get you heard, they get you that promotion because thoughts are what will get you there first and foremost because they dictate action so are we ready let's dig in the first set of mindset shifts I just say there were 10 but I'm splitting them into two groups I want you to start thinking less as an employee and more as a leader. Whatever stage of your career you're at, but absolutely if you're on the way to the executive table, right? What, even if you are entry level, though, I can guarantee your boss wants you to make the shifts I'm going to be telling you about today because they're the ones that make your boss's life easier. Ready? Seven mindset shifts I want you to instill. Number one, stop thinking your job is to do your job. Stop. <laughs> Just stop that. <laughs> Start thinking about your job as a way to make the company more profitable, more competitive, more money, and have more impact or improve efficiencies. It's not about the job, it's about the impact you're having. If you don't feel that way, get a new job, my love. (laughs) Number two, stop thinking that you have to go along with every decision start thinking about whether the decisions are logical and efficient. Then, when appropriate, diplomatically question and point out useful alternatives. Believe me, your boss will appreciate it. Number three, stop thinking your job is just about the paycheck. This one kind of follows on from number one a little bit. So you probably aren't thinking this if you're listening to this podcast, right? Unless you were actively job hunting, which point it's just a way to bring it, pay the bills while you find that next job. Fine. That's totally cool. right? But if you're in the job where you're like, this is a route to the one I want, start thinking about how the job gives you valuable transferable skills through your experiences and through training. Grab hold of opportunities and see them as ways to grow. Don't resent and resist stuff. Start thinking about how the job makes you better at what you do. Number four, stop thinking about your job as just your job description. Instead, start thinking about expanding the boundaries of your work. Look for what needs to be done and get it done. If you're struggling with this one, take a listen to the very first episode of the podcast, episode number one, I'll pop the link in the show notes for you, where I gave you a whole load of tips for identifying areas to have impact beyond your immediate remit. These are things that really can move the needle. Number five, Stop being in reactive mode. Start being in proactive mode. Move from your email inbox first in the day to long-term strategic thinking. This is possibly the biggest challenge for leaders and yet the one that's most crucial. Most of us struggle with moving out of that whirlwind of the questions and issues arising in our emails, in meetings, and the instant messaging. Just going into reactive mode when somebody says, do this, and you do it here's the thing you should know this by now this is never going to go away in fact the more replies you send to your email the more emails you're gonna get you probably know that too right when we stay in reactive mode it means we aren't being able to spend time being innovative solving problems making a difference finding the optimal way to do something I've had so many clients come to me and say I'm really good at planning things but when it comes to big projects of work I just dive in if that sounds like you you need a step back diving in is the easy reactive mode way of doing things but it will never do it the right way and make that big impact and it will probably take you longer (laughs) plus you're not going to get to the things that really matter so start being proactive instead number six stop waiting for work to be given to you follows on from the last one here right (laughs) and possibly isn't something you're doing but do check in on this and then start to actively seek those opportunities gather the data, come up with ideas, present proposals for change and innovation, and then crucially, follow through. That follow through is so incredibly important. I've worked with amazing women who had so many ideas and were great at getting buy-in, but they became a problem because they never follow through. And actually, that returns the people around you into feeling overwhelmed and then eventually resenting you and draining you coming to meetings. So make sure that you have ideas, you present proposals, you get change, you get buy-in, and you follow through. But don't just wait for work to be given to you. Number seven, possibly my favorite, stop thinking that you can get it all done. <laughs> kind of follows in with what I said right at the top of this list. Start to realize that there will never be enough hours in the day. Okay? Working three more hours isn't going to get it done because the more piles up, everything you do creates more. You will always have an unfinished to-do list, my love. If you don't know that by now, hear it from me. (laughs) What you need to do to survive and indeed thrive rather than just feel overwhelmed and distressed is to truly understand your priorities. A lot of the time we respond to who is shouting loudest, what is shouting loudest, the email that just landed, what feels urgent rather than what's important. This is honestly the hardest one of all. And yet when you manage this, you get to realize how to, in quotes, have it all. I hate actually how people say women can't have it all because I think they miss the point. It isn't about having this perfect work-life balance. It is about having the right priority set. And that means both like balancing things, having time for your family, quality time, (laughs) but also having the right priority set at work. Because great impact, respect from your colleagues, getting your ideas taken seriously, time off and time out with friends and family requires you to prioritize. Stop thinking you can get it all done because you can't. And that last one is quite honestly, probably the number one thing that my clients need work on. And I don't think there's a single one of them where I haven't had to work with them on it at some point. And I constantly check in on that one myself. Every now and then, despite all that I know, all the research I've read, the personal experience of improving my productivity, it's several times over. I think when I track my productivity, when I first started my business and I halved my number of working hours from working in the CC, I got double the amount done. Kind of crazy. I halved my hours and got double done, right? (laughs) Despite all that, every now and then I creep into the mode of just one more hour, we'll get that ticked off. Once or twice is okay, but at some point it becomes the norm and then you realize your productivity has dropped. Most of us live in a perpetual state of underestimating how long something will take. We do this to our colleagues too, right? Have you ever been like, why did that take them so long? When was the last time you did that task, my love? And how long did it take you when you were learning to do that task? It was a good question to ask. But we live in this state, both for our stuff and other people's stuff. So instead of blaming yourself for like, I thought I'd get this done today and I didn't, learn from it, stop and start again tomorrow. So those seven shifts, if you make those, you'll really start thinking, as a leader needs to be thinking. You're gonna be approaching problems differently simply by making these shifts, I'm not kidding. Because to do all this, you're gonna start solving problems in a different way. Without these shifts, you are not going to be innovative. You're gonna struggle to solve problems and ultimately you're unlikely to get to where you want to be. So once you've made those shifts, what next? I did tell you were the 10 shifts coming today. (laughs) Well, the remaining three are to do with getting the work done. Because at the end of the day, you can make all the mindset shifts you want in the way you think, but you then need to make sure that you take action. So these final three are to help you take action. The first is to resist multitasking. I know that we as women have a reputation for being able to multitask and we can but I truly wish we didn't because it has become a millstone around our necks and sure enough we can do it but the effects were extremely negative in fact okay I could go into a whole tangent here about multitasking because actually in reality what we do is not strictly speaking multitasking if you think about a computer what you're doing is you're swapping in and out threads right <laughs> sorry <laughs> programmer me is coming out here <laughs> You don't actually have parallel cycles that can execute in parallel. What you're doing is shifting multiple things in and out of cash. That's time consuming, which is why the reality of multiple scientific studies show that the more you multitask, the less effective you are. Worse still, the more you multitask, the more your brain wants you to multitask. I know. <laughs> and the more you struggle with deep thought, which is where you're gonna do the really great work and problem solving. Have you ever found you want to scroll through social media, then you hop onto a shopping site and then suddenly you're down a rabbit hole on Pinterest? Oh no, it's just me, but (laughs) hopefully you get my point. So that's not work multitasking, but if you kind of do that sort of thing, you probably have a symptom of an unfocused brain. I certainly know if I've fallen into the hole of multitasking, I quite often notice it more in my personal stuff and then I'm like, oh, I'm trying to multitask in the stuff I do, I get distracted, like I'm writing an email, and I think, oh, I've got this thing to do, and so I start going off and do that. I don't notice it as much in my work stuff, I notice it in my personal stuff, and then once I've done that, I can start taking action. Because the symptom of an unfocused brain is this multitasking desire. Because you're getting dopamine hits from multitasking, you're like, win, 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 except you're not. (laughs) And actually quite a lot of the time when we sit down, we feel less good. So stop multitasking. It only hurts you, believe me. But it does take time to train your brain to not multitask. So what I do, I do this every day, but I've noticed that when I have been multitasking, I need to do it more and I have to have a bigger piece of paper. So what I do, <laughs> when your brain says, hey, do this mid-activity, write it down. Hand write it down. This does two things. It stops you swapping away from whatever's on your screen, which allows your brain to switch focus. Focus. But secondly, the act of writing controls our thoughts and your brain says, hey, it's handled, I can move on. It's really important that you write it down to avoid going in a rabbit hole. I use sticky notes. I have literally got a stack of sticky notes that sit next to me. Just pick them up as if you can see them. (laughs) That I have one sticky note per day. When I've been really bad and my multitasking is out of hand, that multitasking brain is going, I want wins, I want wins. I actually have to move on to a whole piece of paper. But typically, a whole day, one sticky note is plenty, and it forms actually my to-do list quite often for the next couple of days. At the end of the day, I have a whole shutdown procedure, which I could do a whole episode on as well, <laughs> Um, where I schedule out the work that's come up that day, figure out what I'm going to get done. Everything from my sticky notes either gets done or gets organized into like my calendar and how I'm going to get it done. Believe me, stopping multitasking is a biggie. And if you do that as a leader, as a senior leader, you're not gonna go very much further, I promise you. (laughs) I've seen far too many people struggle with this Um, and none of them go further until they get this one sorted. The second shift I want you to make is to stop thinking you can, and crucially, should set that bar ridiculously high for yourself. Many of us are extraordinary at getting things done when there are no or limited resources, right? Turning around a disaster and handling problems by coming in early, staying late, working weekends. Indeed, of course, that goes hand in hand with the type of woman who knows this career is fundamental to who she is, not just the paycheck, but also hand in hand to that woman on the way to being burnt out. The problem is that we quite often make this a matter of pride. By staying in that whirlwind of performing miracles that our colleagues don't, we're convinced that someone will notice us and appreciate our efforts. Sound familiar? In fact, a lot of the time we collect those metaphorical gold stars as signs of external validation. Somebody said I did a good thing. Yay, I feel good. That whole debate between internal and external validation are our topics for another day. <laughs> but the truth is, if we, of, we often don't feel good, whole or sufficient, if we don't get that gold star from someone else. But here's the problem. If you keep performing those miracles, this becomes expected of you. Those gold stars stop coming. In fact, at some point when you back off because you need to for your well-being, your health, your family, whatever it is, you're going to get criticized, either implicitly or explicitly, even though you're now operating at the same level as your peers. It's completely unfair. Now, this isn't to say you shouldn't go above and beyond. And indeed, if you are in this state, I don't want you to just stop because it might damage you. But you need to do what is within the bounds of sustainable work habits. You need to dial it back. You need to tell people what is realistic. You need to make sure that you're doing the stuff that matters not just doing all the crazy stuff. Remember, thinking about the business bottom line instead of just on all the things that need to get done. I want you to start backing yourself. Next time your boss asks you for something laughable, um, you could laugh, maybe not in their face. And then negotiate. Build a team you can delegate to as well. Manage expectations. And yes, be willing to go the extra mile, but provide choices that focus on what's reasonable and realistic. The next, and. Um, final mindset shift i want to cover to get that action done is to stop taking full responsibility now this goes hand in hand with the one i've just talked about but just because you were assigned the work doesn't mean you should do it this often plays out with us when we first get promoted we think we need to keep doing all the work that we were doing in our previous role and some and then quite simply that isn't true as a manager you are expected to make sure your team does the work on time not you. (laughs) You have to make sure your team does work on time to the desired standard. You're responsible for them delivering, not for doing it all. A lot of the time when we also, we struggle to trust our team has the ability, we tend to dive in and do the work for them. Now, that's a whole bad thing for morale, for abilities and all this, but more to the point, it means you are taking responsibility for making it happen. I want you to make, take responsibility for making it happen, but not doing it. You don't get bonus points for doing everything yourself. In fact, you'll find your team won't love you at all for that. When our bosses take work offers, it hurts. I'm sure you've been in that position. Remember that with being a manager, you also need to make sure that your employees are doing stuff and growing and learning. But also remember that when you got promoted, you were at the top end of that rank and file group that you're now managing. Shift this particular mindset by always pausing before doing. When we're assigned work, it's so tempting to enter into that reactive state and do, 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 <laughs> that whirlwind mode that means we don't work strategically. Well, that place is also toxic from the point of view of diving in when actually you shouldn't be. Use the pause to consider priorities, a work plan, relevant skill sets. Who has them? And how are you going to measure and report progress on an ongoing basis rather than when the project is complete right at the end? And of course, you have to learn to delegate. This more than anything is the hallmark of management and leadership, and yet so frequently is done so badly. It's why I spend so much time discussing the art of delegation to ensure that you confidently delegate and get the right results in List Up Leadership Academy, which is... Obviously, it was open in earlier in this year. It is such an important thing, and yet I see it done so badly so much of the time. So make sure you're looking at how you delegate. Anyway, those big mindset shifts from thinking like a leader to shifting on how you take action are honestly the biggest things you can work on. Those hurdles are the ones I see everything on my clients facing. And here's the real kicker. It's really hard to see it in yourself, which is precisely why I coach and also why I haven't coach myself. My coach often notices well before I do it when I'm like being busy or when I'm BSing myself, whatever it is. If you're listening to this and thinking it doesn't apply to me, I want you to go and get a different opinion and not from someone who's just going to be super nice to you. I would never ask my mother about this stuff because she thinks I'm the world's best everything, right? Ask someone who you know isn't going to BS you. But if you take action on these 10 shifts, please me, this is going to be your biggest asset in your career. I'm not kidding. Now, let me just recap these 10 shifts. If you haven't written them down, get that pen and paper, make this go half speed, <laughs> write it down. Number one, stop thinking your job is to do your job. Start thinking about your job as ways to make the company more profitable, more competitive, save money, and have more impact or improve efficiencies. Number two, stop thinking that you have to go along with every decision. Start thinking about whether the decisions are logical and efficient instead. Number three, stop thinking your job is just about the paycheck. Start thinking about how the job gives you valuable transferable skills through your experiences and training. Grab hold of opportunities and see them as ways to grow. Number four, stop thinking that your job is just about your job description and instead, start thinking about expanding the boundaries of your work. Number five, stop being in reactive mode. Instead, start being proactive. Number six, stop waiting for work to be given to you. Instead, start to actively seek opportunities, gather data, present proposals, and follow through when you get buy-in. Number seven, stop thinking that you can get it all done. Start realizing there will never be enough hours in the day. And then the final three shifts that actually help you get the stuff done. Number one, stop multitasking. (laughs) Start focusing on one thing at a time instead. Number two, stop thinking you can and should always set the bar ridiculously high, because you have in the past. Instead, be realistic and work sensible hours every single day. And the final one, number three, stop taking full responsibility and negotiate instead. Holy heck, that's a lot, but there's one more. (laughs) Let's finish up with the obligatory and leadership mindset moment. Yes, even today after an episode entirely on mindset, in case you're new around here, the Leisure Mindset Moment at the end of every episode is an actual tip to help you adjust how you act or think to make it up easier to up-level and take positive action on the topic of today's episode. So this mindset shift is really one big one to help you change everything else we've been discussing. Here's the deal, super simple. I want you to list down all of those 10 mindset shifts I've just repeated to you every single day. Write them on a sticky note, then attach them to your computer and then say them out loud. Journal them out if you're a journaler. I actually think journaling is so good because of that control that our pen has for us. But saying it out loud is is a very good alternative if you're not like into handwriting or anything. It can be a bit weird. I don't like saying affirmations that loud. I feel weird about it. (laughs) So I like to write it out and it is, uh, the psychologists that have found it to be more powerful for those of us who can, not everybody can write of course. Um, but start doing this every single day because here's what's going to happen. When you see them on your computer or you see them on the mirror where you get ready in the morning, whatever it is, and then you remind yourself of them, you journal them out, you see them out loud, you are normalizing them. You are saying, this is just how it is because what we focus on happens. What we don't focus on gets forgotten. It's that simple. This simple shift. If this is important to you, which I hope it is, you're listening to <laughs> A podcast on leadership for women in tech. If getting to a leadership role and excelling in it is important to you and you're not doing any of these 10 things all the time every day, the way to start making that happen is to remind yourself of them every day. So the shift, have it written, say it out loud and write it down every day. That's simple. Three minutes work, five minutes if you're a slow writer and you're done. (laughs) What you focus on happens what you write down comes to life. Sounds a bit woo-woo, but that's the way our brains work. What we're reminded of, we actually take pay attention to. Oh, so good. So much mindset. Believe me, you have the technical prowess, my love. You have what it takes. Your mindset is the number one barrier between you and your success. That's it for today's episode. If you want to check out the show notes available on your podcast player, including any links I've mentioned, head over to tonycollis.com forward slash episode 50. And of course, if you love this, please do share this episode with anyone that you think would find it useful. Until next time, remember, stay on your tech leadership game, follow your dreams, because the world really does need that uniqueness that you bring as a leading woman in tech. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out how to get more of my help and some free resources. It's where I take what I talk about in this podcast and really help you apply it. Hop on over to tonycollis.com and check out Work With Tony and free resources in the menu bar. Until next time, this was Tony Collis on the Leading Woman in Tech podcast.